I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On this episode of The Booze Hustle, I talked to Janae Williams, New Orleans bartender, social media content creator, and owner of Pretty Magic Cocktails. So if you spend any time viewing cocktail content on Instagram, then chances are you've probably come across Janae's page. It's a mix of fun, educational videos for bartenders, or really anyone who's looking to hone their bar skills and product knowledge. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, Janae and I talk a little bit about the bar industry in general and how, not surprisingly, it's still an incredibly underrepresented area for African-American and Black bartenders, even in New Orleans, where the population skews to about 60%. We talk a little bit about turning tables, which is this model industry nonprofit that provides inexperienced and rising black and brown hospitality professionals, some education, training, and mentorship. And we also reminisce about the bad days of bartending and how there's still a ton of evidence of that on YouTube today. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Well, it's really nice to meet you in person. Um, I am a big fan of your uh, Instagram. I watch your your cocktail videos and all of your mixology stuff. So uh, first of all, kudos to building a really lovely um, content creator, uh, established personality. So you're doing a great job there. Thank it's, you. I appreciate it. It takes a lot more work than people actually realize. <laughs> yeah. So I always I appreciate when I hear it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, you're going to, you're going to think I'm nuts, but your name, you pronounce it Janae, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Janae. Okay. So do you know the famed internet bartender videos from back in the day with that chick Janae? Yeah. Mahalo.com. Yeah. And she made that really horrible old fashioned. <laughs> She made like a series of horrible drinks. Oh, and really? Was, I only saw the one. There was oh, more. Girl, highly recommend if you like can't sleep one night, you want like a serious laugh. She made an inverted traffic cone. She made a cocktail called a French whore. She made a margarita. Wow. Um, a oh my god, they're just like fall down the rabbit hole. There, I felt I felt bad for her mm-hmm. a little bit, but then I'm like, wait a minute, is she? She could have brought her own tools. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, I mean, I read, I read that article like years later where she was like, oh, they just showed up and they just made me make these drinks and didn't have any tools. And I was like, mm. but you came back a second day. You were wearing a different outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you should have your own, hun. Yeah. But I, I also, I feel like I can't be too judgmental because I, I started, um, in the restaurant business and I was a bartender for many years and a lot of those years was in the late 90s early 2000s 
And I know I made a lot of those bad drinks. So like Alabama Slammer, yeah, blue motherfucker. I did, I, honestly, that's how I started too. And it kind of begs the question, who are these people teaching? Like, if you know she doesn't really, you know, know proper, or maybe they didn't know either. They were just like, oh, well, we need a bartender. and We want to just do this series. <laughs> I think I've, so. I've, yeah, I've been there too, where it was just like, you know, redheaded slut, all the, the literal, you know, drinks that are going to make you sick and just aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, just trash. I think like drinking just in general in the early 2000s was just trash. I mean, nobody was yeah. like going, oh, I'm going to go to this really nice bar with a thoughtfully made cocktail. It was a lot of just hodgepodge. I mean, there were nice yeah. places, but you had to go to a nice restaurant with somebody mm-hmm. who was like stewarding a beverage program, just yeah. bars in general, like you could not find a good drink. It was just, I'm gonna have a beer, <laughs> safer. Yeah. Oh man. Well, tell me about, um, a little bit about you, where you got your start and how you found yourself where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. It's my hometown. I've lived here most of my life. Um, so I actually started bartending in college. I went to LSU and I started working at this, kind of like a Latin American cuisine place. But uh, in terms of drink program, it was really just margaritas, maybe a, a, a horribly made mojito here or there. We also had painkillers, which was really weird to me. Interesting. But okay. yeah, so, <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of worked my way up the ranks there. I started as a hostess. I hosted for like six months, got bored. Then I served, um, I waited tables for a year and a half, got bored. And then the opportunity to move up to a bartender position opened up and I interviewed and they hired me. And I'd been doing that since about 2012. Wow. So 10 years. Yeah. And after college, I moved to New Orleans or moved back to New Orleans to work. And I started working in some of the bars around the city. Um, that's when I really started getting into the realm of cocktails. You know, in mm-hmm. college, it was just, you know, vodka, Red Bulls and mm-hmm. frozen, frozen margaritas. Trash. And then when I moved, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's all college kids want. They don't want the nice stuff. Correct. <laughs> and then when I was actually, when I moved back to New Orleans and started ba- bartending for actual adults, they were actually asking me for cocktails. So I had mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of learn the New Orleans dozens, or I had to learn how to make um, uh, a good old-fashioned. I had to mm-hmm. learn how to make a Sazerac, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brandy Crusta, all kinds of things that people come to New Orleans to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until about 2017, maybe three years after moving back to the city, is when I got my first foray in, a, in an actual cocktail bar. So that's when I kind of honed into my um, classic cocktails and um, modern classics. Um, and it was actually by happenstance. It wasn't like I knew that bar was doing that. It just looked like I walked in and it looked like they made money. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, wh- how do I work here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I interviewed and they could tell that I really didn't know about, you know, what a classic cocktail was. And yeah. they were like, well, you've got a great personality. Your interview, I always, I always give a great interview. There you go. Got <laughs> and so they hired me and it was a really big learning curve, but mm-hmm. I took it with grace and it opened up kind of like the world of cocktails nationally for me. It's, mm-hmm. I, I met a lot of bartenders from out of town. I started learning about educational programs. So mm-hmm. I learned about USBG as well. Yep. And that's where I really um, gained all my connections. I learned, I joined USBG that same year, about 2017. Well, and for I, the people uh, who are not in the bar industry, that's United States Bartenders Guild. 
Yeah, it's kind we, of we have you, some people that yeah. don't that aren't in our business that that um, listen to this podcast, and we love them. But we okay. teach them along the way. <laughs> yes, a lot of my followers are not in the industry either, and I love them as well. So I totally understand. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's where I went to, you know, find like-minded people who are also interested in learning more. And then that's when I started learning about the educational program. So I, uh, the first one I did was behind the barrel with Wild Turkey. They fly mm-hmm. you out for uh, two to three days to Kentucky to learn about whiskey. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really amazing. I didn't know that there was actual education around spirits because before then I just had been studying up on cocktails. I didn't really know anything about the spirit specifically. So that's when I got the opportunity to dive into, um, you know, whiskey, tequila, gin, and all of them. Now I have uh, specific certifications in. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And then uh, fast forward to 2020 pandemic. Uh, I lost uh, the two jobs that I had at the time. Mm. Um, So I was trying to figure out a way to kind of like keep my skills sharp um, as well as still kind of build a a certain type of resume. So I took to creating social media content. I just randomly Mm -hmm. made a video. And this is actually an idea I had before even the pandemic. I was just too scared to do it because I didn't think anybody would be into it. Mm-hmm. But I started making cocktail videos and posting them on Facebook and it got like a hundred likes in like six hours. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. So y'all really <laughs> like to see me just act a fool on camera, making, <laughs> teaching me how to make cocktails. So I just kept doing it. Then people started reaching out to me uh, and being like, well, can you do this with our products and we'll pay you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes, I, mean, I will. If you're into it, I'm into it. Oh, that's, <laughs> so that's cool. So is that what, what Pretty Magic now. Cocktails is? Is that what that that business uh, kind of so that's how it started so pretty magic cocktails is something that i'm still kind of fleshing out but it's basically what pretty magic cocktails is going to be is a cocktail class service so it's going to be for um corporate companies and private groups as well as public classes hopefully um sponsored by liquor brands so they can mm-hmm. uh, get more exposure to the public um and then along with that i just do the social media content creation for brands and that, those that's are awesome the yeah that's such a great idea i i think um you know there's some uh bartenders up here that i know are doing a, a version of that and i think it's really great because if you have um, a really dialed in person like yourself who's got great energy and is fun most people like that are not in the wine and spirits industry don't know mm-hmm. that much. We think they do, but they really don't know much about spirits, about how things are made. And they're they're all really interested yeah. in it. So if you can find a way to um, make it kind of in these like biteable, easy to understand package uh, and then have like a big supplier pay for it, that's genius. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. Well, what did you want to be? Because I imagine you didn't um, start out thinking you're going to end up in this career. Um, did you study biology? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to be a dentist, actually. Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Big turn. <laughs> Big turn. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, I still am a science geek, but uh, it just has translated into bartending, really. When, um, you know, it just started out as a job. But when I actually got into the thick of it, it actually became like my lab. So, you know, I loved mm-hmm. going to lab in actual school, but bartending was kind of like my real life lab. And it still is that way. When you get to a certain point, in your career, when you want to start doing really interesting things, uh, you need to go basically back to the basics and learn about, you know, fatty acids and lipids and sugars and how, you know, how they kind of operate. So you can do those really cool things like 
uh, you know, layered cocktails or making like pearl balls out of Mm -hmm. syrup. Yeah, it's all very scientific. I mean, um, the more complicated uh, you get in those in in cocktail making, like, have you ever been to um, what's that place called the aviary in Chicago? Have you been there? No, not yet. Yeah, I mean, that's like a science lab. You you don't know what's going to hit the table. You don't know what vessel it's going to be in. It could be vapor. It could be smoke. It could be all different types of, um, but it, but it's really, it's true. I think the people that are uh, really stand out the most in, um, in the beverage space are people that do kind of have like a science mind. Um, you know, like if you think distillers, they're just science nerds. Bartenders, like the more more you get into it, like even just like when you're batching cocktails, you're like dusting off your math skills, you're dusting off your, um, you know, creativity in a way. That's that's really cool. So I guess your 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 degree was was uh, your your course of study was not wasted. (laughs) No, (laughs) sure, my mother appreciates that. (laughs) Listen, but isn't the goal? Listen, mom, isn't the goal to have your children? make money doing things they enjoy yeah absolutely that's what i think 100 mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. i mean I, I like that's the goal for most people i think if they get paid to do things they enjoy that's hobbies for most people mm-hmm. um and you have a kid too you have a little one yeah mm-hmm. yeah i have a three-year-old oh girl you are in the thick of it tell me about it <laughs> yeah i have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and um uh, the four-year-old understand. is i do I do. The four-year-old um, is, uh, I think her goal in life is to give me gray hair early. Uh, and she's just like evil can evil throwing herself off of high objects 90% oh, of the time. <laughs> With yeah. mine, it's just the questions. She's, I've, I've raised her to be very inquisitive, but I wasn't ready for it to be used on me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just so like... Funny. But why do I need to do these things? And, you know, the coming up with arguments. And I want her to, like, understand, well, this is why we do these things. But a lot of times it's just like, I understand, but I'm still not going to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, man, I just think back to before I had kids and, you know, I all these like, you know, these things that you think you're going to be like or I would be like and I can't wait and I'll answer every question. And but then you have kids and you're fucking exhausted. And you're yeah. like, buddy, I need you to really? just stop talking to me right now. <laughs> like, just give me like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, um, then they go to bed and I'm like, man, what an asshole I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have spent a few extra minutes. Facts. Oh, mm-hmm. that's crazy. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, tell me, like, what's, what's your goal? Like, what are your, what are you trying to, I mean... I'm all about manifesting, right? So like, where are you manifesting your career going? Like, what's your dream job? Honestly, I'm really big on manifestation as well. Also, um, affirmations. I say them every day. Um, Honestly, I feel like I haven't fully grasped the scope of my abilities at this point. Mm -hmm. I feel like where I am now and what I'm doing is nothing close to what I expected to be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, last week at Tales of the Cocktail, I literally had nine or 10 activations. And I never would have expected that to be my life. I think I, it's move, It's all moving so fast. And I, you know, I'm always comparing myself to other, you know, social media content creators and people who do similar things uh, to what I do, just to make sure that, you know, I'm staying with the trends. But, you know, sometimes it kind of, uh, gets into, well, why am, why do I not have 10,000 followers yet? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But I understand everybody has their own course, you know, more people have time to create content maybe than I do, or they have better kind of uh, plans. Maybe they're better at planning it out. Um, But when it, when tales happened, I was really surprised at the number of people who actually knew who I was, you know, like people coming up to, that was the best thing. People coming up to me and doing the like giddy dance when, you know, they realized that I was actually a nice person. And I'm like, girl, I just make cocktail videos in my house. (laughs) But I, yeah. And I'm, I'm now fully grasping the the actual impact that I have on people. You know, Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew a little bit, but I really just thought it was just my friends and certain people in the industry who followed me but there's actual people like these are actual people and I guess it's the same it goes both ways like uh these are actual people and I'm an actual person you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so it's just about that realization and I think that I can there's a lot of things that I can do I just haven't discovered them yet but currently I would like to just continue to teach people you know cocktail and spirits education from uh an actual standpoint of education i feel like there's so many content creators making drinks that are just making drinks that Mm -hmm. look good you know Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to 
um, you know, support them in what they're doing, but also counteract it by being like, well, maybe we should do it this way. And maybe if you, you know, you learned a little bit about this or I can teach you a little bit about this, you can make whatever you're doing better. Yeah, I, I really like your videos. Occasionally you'll you'll post like um, a video with like a couple like blooper type things in it. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important too, because like you're saying, there's a lot of content creators where everything they put out is so polished mm-hmm. that it's it could be almost intimidating for somebody. And yeah. I think making it accessible is really key. And I think your audience will grow just as people get to know you and you do like podcasts and you do tales and, and people I think are really going to identify with that. I think you do a great job at that. Yeah, thank you. I hope so. How was tales? Was it insane? Oh gosh, so exhausting. <laughs> I yeah. thought that doing like two to three events a day was a good idea financially, <laughs> but it was literally exhausting. And I don't think I can do it again. Or at least, you know, kind of just like prioritize the ones that are most important to me. And I'm truly blessed to be able to, you know, have these opportunities because there's there's not a lot of people who can, you know, just show up and be like, hire me. And then all these people start sending me emails. Right. Oh my God. Do you want to uh, tell but, our listeners what Tales of the Cocktail is in case they don't know? Yeah. So Tales of the Cocktail is a yearly conference every July in New Orleans. It's one of the biggest in the country, but it's basically focused on um, spirits, new spirits. Um, also, the bigger companies come in and do like activations and parties and mm-hmm. a bunch of like all the brand ambassadors around the country and all the prominent bartenders as well as enthusi- enthusiasts come and just, you know, kind of connect, um, network, learn about new spirits and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, it, it's like a giant giant party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, it's a different kind of party than Camp Runamuck, which I saw you went to. And I have some questions yeah. about Camp Runamuck. Like your pictures, by the way, were cracking me up. Um, <sighs> I was thinking about this. So the, it's this camp for mm-hmm. bartenders. How long is it? How many days is it? It's seven days. Seven days. Okay. There's literally no equivalent in any <laughs> job <laughs> ever where they're just like we're gonna take the best veterinarians in the country and we're gonna throw <laughs> them together in like summer camp style for just yeah. anarchy for seven days like that's that's crazy it's just like a a big summer camp party of bartenders from around the country like mm-hmm. how did you survive that <laughs> oh gosh uh uh, pre- preparation for sure. Mm-hmm. The um, so it's basically uh, like you said a summer camp setup. So if it's your first time, you're basically like um, what they call a squirrel, but it's basically like um, uh, I don't know what do you call like summer camp attendees. You're a summer camp attendee. You have a counselor in each camper. of the bunks. Yeah, camper. You have yeah. a counselor in each of the bunks, and they're kind of like the person who guides you um, throughout the process. I was that this year, and they're also the ones that make sure you have everything you need. So, Pedialyte, <laughs> like water, yeah, yeah, everything <laughs> to hydrate you. Oh um, each cabin is sponsored by a liquor sponsor. Um, for example, mine was Monkey Shoulder, so we were uh, provided with some Monkey Shoulder bottles, and we also got to speech the monk or preach the Monkey Shoulder gospel throughout the week um, and basically what you do all week is go to whiskey distilleries learning about whiskey distillation process seeing um, different kinds of brands and their different processes and you get to taste whiskey you get to taste cast strength whiskey it's a really really good experience do but you yeah, have to survival. sign 
Yeah, I was gonna say, do you have to like sign some, like sign away your rights? Like you're going to this thing, I would be uh, useless. There'd be there'd yeah. be no no hope for me because um, I'm older now. Like that sounds like so much fun, but it would be completely wasted experience on me because yeah. I would be. Do they have like an infirmary? That's where I would be, like hooked up yeah, to they, the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah, they're pretty good. They, they've been doing it over ten years now. They're pretty good about um, uh, making sure that they're a safe safe places. There's also lots of supervision, lots of supervision, making sure nobody's doing anything stupid or getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really good about it, but they, there is always um, an ER tech on, on staff every oh year. God. That's just insane. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like literally nothing else like that that I can think of. It's just bananas. Yeah, um, it's crazy, but I do, I do credit it to my growth. Um, even though it is, you know, your a summer camp, I did learn so much. It was sure. very just being immersive and also just kind of like the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans, I don't know if uh, any, anyone's ever discussed it with you, but New Orleans is not a very welcoming city in terms of being a bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to um, get in in terms of uh, working in uh, the, the better bars and learning that knowledge. So... Mm-hmm kind of having that community. Um, also, it was a very affirming community and validating community. They didn't judge me at all. Hmm. And I felt like um, bartending in New Orleans, you get judged a lot. Um, they're, they're, they're very good at fostering um, a very non-judgmental community and uh, just in the name of education. And that hmm. was really, it kind of gave me the confidence that I needed to do the sure. things that I do now. Yeah, and just like walk in anywhere in New Orleans and be like, have you been hanging out with the distillers from this place? Because I was. I was there last week. Nice tie. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say like not inclusive, I mean, is is it just, is it very like male oriented or is it very like white person oriented? Like mm-hmm. what's the, is that kind of the vibe? Like old, old yeah. stodgy? Yeah, I, th- I feel like it's it's gotten better, but very white male and very non-New Orleanian. So mm. New Orleans is 60% African-American, but um, after working in the city since 2014, there's probably one time that I remember working with another African-American bartender. And it's because most of the, the staff at these, you know, really nice respective restaurants are all from out of town. New Orleans mm. is a great place to kind of uh, migrate to for people. And, it, and that's true in the tech world too. A lot of um, tech employees who work remotely will move to New Orleans, but it's it's uh, even more so with bartenders. So most of the bartenders you'll see are from Chicago, New York, or from other places around the country. Uh, very rarely are they actually from the city of New Orleans. Wow. And mm-hmm. that that's a, that's like blows my mind. Um, mm-hmm. especially when you travel like in the South, um, you know, just like not, it just so disconnected from the population that lives there yeah. and, and like the cities are, you know, kind of like hodgepodge of like different place people from different places, but it's, it's really weird, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, I work in an industry that is, uh, mostly dudes. Um, mm-hmm. and every time I get on a, in a meeting or I go in anywhere, I'm, I like look around the room and I'm like, what? What is mm-hmm. happening? You know, and I have I have a lot of these conversations, um, you know, with people that I work with. And it's just like, I think it's it has to start with like people like you who are um, inspiring and keep pushing forward and keep, you know, really like getting in there being like, mm-hmm. hi, value add. Like, yeah. And, and like really having people. Um, give more platforms and and time for voices like yours. I think that's like the most important thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I do credit um, Turning Tables. I don't know if you've ever heard of Turning Tables. Uh, it was started by my friend Tori Folks, but it's basically um, a program geared towards diversifying the bar space in New Orleans by educating Black and Brown people from the community. Um, oh, cool. I yeah, it's it's been really good. They've been um, active since the pandemic, so I want to say about 2020. So they're going on um, two to three years. They're actually about to start a new program. Hmm. Um, and they've created a, a really good community because most of the time it was just me <laughs> and Teray and maybe a handful of other black bartenders and we would see each other, but we would never have a chance to actually work with each other. Now they've got at least, there's at least 30 graduates of the program right now. A lot of them are working in some really cool spaces. So I'm really oh, proud that's of awesome. that. Mm-hmm. Turning tables. Yeah. Turning I'm gonna have tables to check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So do you have like a, a home bar now that you work at? Because I know you travel around and do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, do you have it. a very understanding home bar? <laughs> um, no. Well, that's an interesting question because um, I've been toying with the idea of going back behind the bar. I have not worked in a bar space um, fully since the beginning of the year, um, ever since I quit my job last year, actually. So I was working mm. at Bakery Bar down here. Yep. Um, and then I quit my job in September and I've just kind of been picking up shifts since then. Uh, I actually haven't picked up a shift since Mardi Gras, I believe. Okay. Um, so I've been fully, um, on the entrepreneur train, but I actually am going to pick up a couple of shifts at a car, a bar called Bar, bar Tonique, um, a pretty, uh, popular industry bar just to kind of get my muscle memory and my mechanics back. I really just need the practice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what 100%. I've realized. Yeah. Cause I, I, as much as I love being on camera, it's, you know, it, there's nothing like the actual real world experience. Yep. And you forget. I think it's, uh, God, what did I do recently? I was, I was, mm-hmm. oh, we, I had, uh, we judged a cocktail competition a couple of weeks ago and I was helped. There were six bartenders um, and I was helping them essentially because it was a speed and, um, you know, we only had three hours and they each had like a half hour behind the bar. So I was mm-hmm. helping them like garnish their drinks and I was kind of just like bar backing a little bit for them. And then I was running the cocktails to everybody in the place. Mm-hmm. And I forgot like how physically exhausting it is because yeah. I've been on the like distribution supply side now for eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit. Like you, you do, you yeah. need to like get in it. Like, remember, like, how intense it is, how fast the time goes, um, how exhausted you feel, (laughs) like, at the end of three hours. I was like, damn, I don't need to work out this week. That was it. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, and for me, it's really about just being challenged because, like, I I know all these these recipes, but I need to start actually making them again and the opportunity to start making new ones as well as learning what people are asking or the questions that people are asking now, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, from my videos, I usually make them from memories, you know, what kind of questions did I used to get asked, but what kind of questions are people asking now that I can help them with? Mm-hmm. I vote that you also make videos on telling people how to be good guests because, ugh, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, <laughs> it's been so hard. Like, I, I mean, I have so many friends in the industry and People are just, um, you know, don't leave your house if you're going to be miserable and make somebody else's night miserable. Like, right. you got to remember, like, hey, remember when we were, like, supposedly all in this together? Like, you got to drag mm-hmm. some of that with you. Um, like, if you and I were going to create a book uh, about, like, how to be a good guest, what mm-hmm. would you say, like, the first chapter should be called? 
uh, we're humans too. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Sad that we need that reminder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There, I feel like there throughout my career, there have been many times where I had to validate my humanity to customers. And it's really sad to think about. But I uh, developed a way of doing it without having to do it, I feel like. I feel like um, I the way I presented myself to the customer is kind of like, hi, you know, I am your resident liquor expert. Mm. <laughs> you know, ask me all the questions. If you know what you want, that's fine. I might just challenge you a little bit to kind of like open your palate a little. But mm -hmm. still, I'm here if you need me. Smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think you throw the word expert around with anybody, then they're going to shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I'm sorry, so. sir. Do you have advanced certifications on every spirit like I do? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, then I guess yeah. you'll tell me how well, Casamigos is great. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you have any good, do you have any good bar stories? I always ask my, my compatriots that from behind the bar of any like nightmare stories or PTSD or, or funny things that you remember from, from working behind the bar? Yes, and that's a, that's a word on PTSD. So <laughs> before I give you my story, let's talk about that. So I, I, we all know that the the bar world is not great for mental health. It's no. it's all about like you know doing the job when you need to do the job, no matter what's going on with you outside of work. Um, so not being employed in a bar, I've been able to prioritize my mental health. So every time I go back behind the bar, it's like, oh no. <laughs> You have not, you are still in that sunken place. You mm. are still in this environment or you are still kind of like uh, co-signing this environment to where you are working at a deficit all the time. Mm -hmm. And me, if I need a break, I'm taking a break. If I need a break from like, I was supposed to post a video today, but you know what? I said, nope, I'm not going to stay up to the wee hours of the morning and do this. We're just going to wait a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but right. when you work at a bar and for someone, you can't do that. So there's a lot. I have PTSD in that aspect. So I'm mm -hmm. really scared about these starting these two shifts. But you know what? I feel like I can make a difference. Sure. Um, and actually um, kind of like contribute to the wellness of that program. So I'm going to do it. But That's in terms good. of, yeah, in terms of nightmare story, um, it's actually from when I first moved back to the city. Um, and it was just I was working at a random bar that my friend managed from college. And it was my first day. I hadn't even trained behind the bar yet, um, and they were down a server. So they kept asking me, like, can you please stay? Can you please stay and help us on the floor? And it was in the French Quarter during busy season, so they were getting really slammed. So I'm like, fine, I could use the money. I'll stay. <laughs> Not knowing anything on the menu at all. And I was Not important. Tables. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So sure, this, we have that. This, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll sure. check. I'll go ask somebody. Yeah. Of course, nobody was around to ask questions. So yeah. I just kind of won it. It was horrible. Uh, but there was this one table in particular. And everything they asked for, I would tell them we had. And then I'd have to come back and tell them we didn't. Because the <laughs> no. kitchen kept running out of things. And it happened about five times. And there was this one lady who just looked like she wanted to go off on me. And she was just holding it in. And I remember she just, like was about to explode and I rolled my eyes mm -hmm. and that that sent her over like mm -hmm. are you rolling your eyes at me 
And I denied it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I have, like, I, in my, I have an eyelash. Did I, yeah, did I roll my <laughs> eyes? I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. Can we roll this up? She's like, I can't believe you rolled your eyes at me. And I could tell she wanted to cuss me out so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the sad part about it is I got in trouble of for course. rolling my eyes. Of course. Not, not because we were out of all the things she needed, you know. And that was the reason she was actually mad. She was just projecting her anger onto mm-hmm. me. The messenger. I got in trouble for rolling my eyes. Now, How dare you I, not be a doormat, Janae? Yeah, exactly. That's probably the most traumatic experience I've had outside of college. I've had a lot of ex- bad experiences in college, but I, those memories are kind of just balled yeah. up into one horrible. <laughs> I think I've blocked them all out at thing. this point. Although mm-hmm. watching those um, Mahalo.com videos this morning with oh. the other with the bad Janae. Oh, my God. She's like your opposite. <laughs> yeah. But they... Did you watch the one that Jim Beam did with her? So Jim Beam found her and she had a redemption video. She made yes. like a, did you see that? I was so happy that they did, I did. that. But yeah, I did too. And you know, like I, like I said before, like I, I was a bad, I, not a bad bartender, but I mean, I, I made bad drinks as a bartender. I went to Boston bartending school. Like, give me a break. Okay. Um, but like, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, th- I think I'm glad she got redemption because that's, mm-hmm. imagine doing the most embarrassing thing you can do in your job and it being forever in the internet, yeah. which is, I mean, I guess if you were a bad content creator now, I guess all those things are forever. It's a good thing you're a good content creator, Janae. Oh gosh, I hope, I hope my, uh, my content age as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else do you have going on? Anything cool coming up that you want to promote or um, talk about? Not at the moment. <laughs> Tales was the biggest thing for me. I'm so I'm taking some time to kind of work on my business plan. So if you follow me on Instagram or at Pretty Magic Cocktails, you should start seeing them something soon. Working on some stuff with that. I was tapped to do a festival in Atlanta. Ooh. So you might start hearing about that. Um, And I'm also going to be probably doing some content at Portland Cocktail Week this this year. So if you're thinking about going to Portland Cocktail Week, you might get a chance to see me there. But other than that, I'm, you know, just preaching the gospel about cocktail and spirits. Um, I will be featuring some brands that you probably haven't heard of. So um, that's a thing. And just, you know, uh, still doing the classics awesome yeah everybody if you don't um already follow janae please find her on instagram we'll post in the um show notes uh her instagram handle so you can find her um and you're lovely thank you so much for for doing this interview i really appreciate it of course thank you for having me of course Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.